Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday, or maybe it's happy Saturday, wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining us here on USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. We have so much going on here today that I'm super excited to share it with you. Our show is Authentic Achievements, and we were scheduled to have Kim Adele Randall, who is my co-host. She was going to share her experience as a TEDx speaker, but she is unavailable for today. So as they say, the show must go on. So what I thought we would do today is we would talk about authentic achievements here at our platform and share ways that you can get involved. Because I truly believe that each and every one of us around the world has a story to share, but there are certain things that keep us from sharing our story. It could be that we think no one cares. It could be that we think our story is so unique and so isolated that maybe nobody would believe us, or maybe we don't want to put ourselves out there for our own reasons, whether it's fear, whether it's worrying about being judged, it's it doesn't matter. We all have our own reasons. So just a little backstory. I worked in corporate America until 2020. I had a fabulous career. I traveled the world. I made six figures. I had fabulous clients, but my health was really not too great and it was continuing to decline. I have three autoimmune diseases and I had to take special precautions and have special situations set up for me wherever it was I was traveling. So as an example, I was diagnosed with shellfish allergy, airborne shellfish. Just imagine that anytime there's shellfish in the room that my throat would close off. So I was selling meetings and events and I was traveling to five-star resorts and of course, what do you think that they serve there? They serve shellfish. And of course, what do the clients like? They want to have whatever they want to have and who can judge them. So I had to be situated in a special room. I couldn't be in the same restaurant or in the same proximity anywhere they had shellfish. And so what happened was it extended to traveling by plane. So I was on a a flight to Florida and I was in the fifth row the first four rows were first class. And I heard the flight attendant in first class asking the passengers if they wanted to have chicken or they wanted to have shrimp. And as soon as I heard shrimp, my eyes flew wide open and I thought, oh my goodness, I have got to get off of this flight. So I had two gentlemen next to me. I was seated in the window and uh, the window seat. And so they would not let me up because we were backing up from the gate. So I hit the call bell and flight attendant finally came over begrudgingly. She seemed quite annoyed. And I explained the fact that I heard that they were serving shellfish and could I possibly move to a seat in the back of the plane. And she kind of chuckled as though she'd never heard of this 
this allergy before. And she said, no, we use recycled air. And she said, it's not possible anywhere in this plane. If you're allergic to shellfish, which seems highly ridiculous, she said that you would not be safe anywhere. So I'm going to have to speak to the pilot. So off she went in a huff. And of course, the two guys next to me didn't seem too happy. We were still backing up from the gate. So the next thing I know, I hear an announcement that the flight is returning to the gate so they can let a passenger off. So of course, you hear everyone going, oh, everyone's disgruntled and upset. So they pull up to the gate and the flight attendant comes over and said that they were letting me off the plane. And as I walk past the flight attendants in first class, they literally laughed at me and said, oh, we'd love to know how you're going to walk past the legal seafood restaurant in the terminal without getting sick. Ha ha ha. So I got off the flight and, you know, obviously I had pains in my chest. I was very worked up, a lot of anxiety. And I went to the gate attendant and I asked if there was another flight they could rebook me on where they didn't serve shellfish. And she said they actually had never had a request like this before about shellfish or about the menu. And that frankly, they don't even know what's going to be on the menu. The catering decides. So she suggested after making several calls to people that I don't get on any flights in the morning or in the time when they're serving meals, you know, in the afternoon or evening. And then I went at a very late time or a very early time. So I sat in the airport for five hours waiting for a flight that wasn't going to be serving food. And so I got on that flight and then eventually I made it to my destination. But I realized at that time that doing my job and worrying about my health didn't seem to be mutually exclusive. And I was going to have to make some tough decisions. So I worked with a coach, someone who was here on our team, Riska Dupree, and I came up with a plan to retire from my corporate career. And I gave myself literally nine months to come up with this plan and put the plan in action. And because I had a lot of experience selling meetings and events, I knew I needed a disaster recovery plan. I needed to have something that if plan A didn't work out, I could move into plan plan B or plan C. And so as it turned out, the pandemic hit. I literally retired from my corporate career in February of 2020. I gave two weeks notice and my last day of work was March the 6th. And at the time I had planned on moving into full capacity as a life coach. I'm a certified life career and executive coach. And that's what I was going to do. And so I had been doing so coaching on the side and all the people who've been paying me could no longer pay me because everyone was in a panic about the pandemic. So I got certified to teach yoga sculpts. I got certified to teach meditation. I spent money for these initiatives. And then I ended up teaching yoga for free. I ended up teaching meditation for free and I was living off my savings. And at the time I also had a radio show that I paid for. It was the Drive at Five with Rapping with Dr. Jacqueline on Business Talk Radio out of New York. And so I just thought to myself, wow, I'm going to quickly have to move into plan B and maybe plan C. So I think I was in plan B minus <laughs> C plus, And I decided to actually go full into interviewing people for hearing their stories from around the world. So I had the radio show that I paid for and I contacted the owner, the managing partner. And I said, listen, this radio show, I'm the one getting interviewed by Mike. 
every week on Friday, he calls me to find out about my coaching clients and what they have to say. And I'm giving the same information over and over because people are filled with anxiety. People are just really scared. So I like to take the show over myself and start interviewing people on various topics. So he said that this was not possible. It was absolutely not possible for three reasons. And I want you to just pay attention to these reasons because in your own life, you will be given challenges. People will give you objections all the time because they're not in agreement with what it is you want to do. So usually that means that you haven't actually sold them on what it is you want to do or you haven't proven the value that you can bring. So I took a deep breath. And I listened to the three reasons why I could not take the show over myself. The first reason was he said I had no experience, no experience interviewing people. The second was that I was not an employee of the radio station. So therefore, they couldn't have me hosting my own show because I didn't work for them. And the third one was because I didn't have the equipment or the knowledge that it would take to be able to put on, from a production standpoint, my own show. So I took a deep breath in. I repeated what I heard as the three objections, which is a, a, a tool we use in sales to give ourselves some time to think of what it is we're going to say. And one by one, I countered his objections. First, I don't have any experience. Well, that's ridiculous because I was in my corporate career for 28 years interviewing C-level executives of Fortune 500, Fortune 100 global organizations, interviewing them about their business issues, what kept them up at night, how did they differentiate themselves from their competitors. So for me to interview somebody about something going on in their life, I was already doing it. Second, I wasn't an employee. Why did I have to be an employee? And for the most part, they could make me an employee. How difficult would it be for them to bring me onto their payroll? So we talked about that and they wanted to pay me almost nothing. So I said, you know what? Let's not even talk about me being an employee. I don't have to be an employee. I can be independent. And the third was I didn't have the equipment to produce the show or the knowledge to do so. What equipment do I need? send me a list and then have somebody on your team train me. And I'll also do my own research. I have a master's and a doctorate. I'm used to doing research. I'm used to doing things by myself. So he said that I gave a compelling argument and he would think it over. So I just bring this up as an aside to any of you who want to do something different in your life, whether it's because you're being forced to do so or because you've lost your passion and your drive for whatever it was that you were doing. And when somebody tells you no, somebody tells you not now, somebody tells you I'm not in agreement, they're just obstacles. They're just challenges to see what your level of commitment is for this opportunity, for this project. So, of course, they called me back, the managing partner. He spoke to the other managing partner, and they agreed. They were going to give me this opportunity to have my own show. They had never done it before because they had no one on their team who wasn't actually an employee, who wasn't in Manhattan or in New York, where they were doing what it is I was about to do. So I jumped in. I was super excited. So what ended up happening was we met on Zoom. 
the guest, myself, and the broadcast engineer from the radio station. And I still work with him today. And so we could actually see each other. And the broadcast engineer took us out over the airwaves. And he was training me how to do it myself. So that's how I ended up leaving my corporate career not focusing as much on being a coach and going full in as an interviewer. What ended up happening was my first show was Rapping with Dr. Jacqueline, and I focused primarily on people who had stories of adversity to awesome to share. And people booked in right away. The show was booked for the entire year. So as it turned out, Unrelated to this, I had made another commitment with this channel, this station in New York. They wanted me to have my own TV show. I gave them a considerable amount of money and nothing ever came from it. So they had actually stopped returning my calls about the money that I gave. They actually had me come to New York. They paid for a driver. I actually did a pilot with someone who interviewed me. They told me I was going to be on the Discovery Channel. They made all of these promises. This was before what I just shared with you. And then they didn't want to discuss it anymore because they were working on something really phenomenal. They were going to put my picture in uh, Times Square. I was going to be on a huge electric billboard and they made all these promises and it's all detailed in my book behind the green screen. So I decided to take this opportunity where I paid money for something that never came to fruition. They're working on it. By the way, that's a red flag when somebody keeps telling you they're working on it, they're working on it. There's no progress. And then the person who's working on it stops taking your calls. So be aware of that. So I ended up getting through to someone at the station. And I said, I wanted to take the money that I had given for this TV pilot. And I wanted to parlay it into additional radio time slots. So the person on the phone didn't know one thing from another when it came to that. And they go, they went ahead and booked me in for two more shows. So it was the business talk show and the dating show. So I reached out to two of my friends at another station where I had been for about a year. And I said to Mr. Mr. Al Sini, I said, Al, would you like to co-host with me on the business talk show? And he said, absolutely. He became a great mentor, a wonderful friend. And I reached out to Lisa Maniocchi, who was also with this station. And I said, would you like to co-host the dating show? And she said, yes, I would. So that's how the first three shows came to fruition. And at this point in time, I was only putting my own money out. There weren't any opportunities that I had come up with for people to actually pay me because, wait for it, I didn't know my own worth. I didn't know my own value. I didn't realize what I was creating. And this is not about ego. This is about giving you tips and tools for your own authentic achievements in your life. I was creating something that was bigger than me, but I didn't realize it. And what ended up happening was a little bit time, more time in the future, I was contacted by someone in Jerusalem. And this person had been listening to the radio shows in the archives because we had a mutual friend. And this person reached out to me via email and said that I really had something. And this person was an author. This person was a celebrity interviewer in New York for years. So I did some research on her and I thought, oh my goodness, this person is really 
someone of authority and integrity, and I'm going to reach out to her. So I reached out to her and ended up interviewing her, and then I ended up hiring her as a coach. Here's another tip I'm going to give you for authentic achievements. We don't know what we don't know, but I guarantee you someone is where we want to go. So if you reach out to someone who's on a path that aligns with your path and you ask them, would you would you be interested in mentoring me? Would you coach me? I seriously doubt they will come back and say no. Usually people are thrilled to do it. Another tip, when someone is in agreement to mentor you or coach you, they will do so typically out of the goodness of their heart. Do not take advantage. After having a session or two or three possibly, Offer to pay them, offer to compensate them for their time, for their value. Because what ends up happening is when you take advantage of someone, you're taking that time, their, their opportunity time where they could be bringing value to someone else. Everyone wants to feel that they are worthy. And that unfortunately means compensating them for their time, their education, their experience, unless they're in a charity, unless they're doing something out of the goodness of their heart, which all of us do. But at some point we have value and we deserve to be paid for that. So I hired her as my coach and we started doing more shows. More people were coming forth. The business talk show was booked for the rest of the year. And then I was contacted by someone else a global broadcaster, someone who has more than a billion audience who has been on for over 30 years, also wrote me an email and said that I was creating something that needed to be on all platforms across the world to give everyone an opportunity to share their story. So I was just so humbled that I had these two individuals who had this incredible amount of experience, didn't know each other, by the way, and that they were reaching out to me to tell me that I had something. So this was all before USA Global TV and radio. This was rapping with Dr. Jacqueline. And so we created the shows that we had, as I mentioned, rapping with Dr. Jacqueline, really stories of hope, inspiration, and overcoming adversity, the business talk show, and the dating show. I got a call from the broadcast engineer in New York from the radio station. Again, we're still on the radio. And he said that with the amount of work that he had and the shows that I now had, he did not have the time to be able to be on all of the shows that I had. And he was going to have to ramp up the training so that I could produce my own shows and take us out over the airwaves. At the same time this was going on, one of my colleagues was on TV. And TV is considered social media, by the way. It's a streaming platform. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, how are you doing these Facebook lives? How are you doing these YouTube lives? So he explained to me what he was doing and that he was working with the producer so that the producer was responsible for taking him out over the airwaves, for running the commercials, and then for closing out the show. So I reached out to this person and I said, I'd really like to learn more. 
And so I hired him and I thought I'm going to have him produce a certain number of shows. I'm going to find out what he's doing and I'm going to do it myself. So that's what I did. And his fee was reasonable, except I was adding more and more shows. I think we were up to maybe seven shows at the time. So he was charging, I believe, $150 per show. So that's what was going on there. Fast forward at the radio channel. So I met with the broadcast engineer. We met over FaceTime and he walked me through what it is I needed to do to be able to take us out over the radio channels so that he didn't have to be involved. So I had this producer for the TV channel and then I had the the new responsibility of taking us out over the radio channel. At the time, it was just one channel. And so that's what I was doing. Once I mastered taking us out over the radio channel, I decided to work on the television channel. So we were broadcasting live over Facebook, over YouTube, and then I applied to be able to broadcast live over LinkedIn. So I waited to hear back. I think that took about two months. So then we were broadcasting over LinkedIn simultaneously. We were broadcasting over Twitter and also over Twitch. So I was not only hosting or co-hosting, I was also producing. So another point I want to bring out, and again, the reason I'm giving all this information to you is so that you can find ways in your own life where you can expand your knowledge base. You can have curiosity about how can you learn how to do additional things in your life to help expand your knowledge, your expertise, so that you have more value. And also, as an entrepreneur, we need to keep the money in our pockets because we put on so many hats. We have so many business expenses. I've shared with you many times before on other shows, it costs me about $2,000 a month in subscriptions and fees just to run this platform. So I have been tapped in for over two years to my savings so that I can bring you this network. So fast forward. As of last year, I decided I needed to take a new approach because I was watching the money go out of my bank account, go out of my bank account. And although I knew I was providing a service that was needed, being able to give people a place to share their story, you need to keep the lights on. And as I mentioned to you in the beginning, I have a master's degree and a doctorate, and I don't say that to brag. I just say I spent a lot of money for those degrees and I had to see my own value. I was making six figures for almost my entire career. And that went from six figures to zero. <laughs> so in addition to the bills that I had personally, it's also about self-esteem. It's also about feeling good about yourself. You show up, you do your work, but then there's no pay. So that doesn't feel good. So at some point I said to myself last year, I need to find a way that I can still bring this content and this value, but also pay for these bills that I have and also give myself some kind of salary. So I started doing my research about what other television channels were doing. And I also, in addition to contacting owners of stations, I contacted people who had shows on other stations. And I was given various information 
one person was paying $600 a month to have a 30 minute show. Somebody else, uh, a station was charging $12,000 a year for a 30 minute show. So I got all this information and I decided to put something together so that if people wanted to co-host with me, because I'm bringing value, I'm bringing my expertise and I am the founder of this platform. So if you want to co-host with me, there's a premium to be paid for that. Or you can host your own show or you can be one of our expert presenters. So I started putting together packages and reaching out to people who were doing shows and saying, listen, if you'd like to continue on, there is a fee, but that fee is nowhere near what the market is asking for today. So that's where I stand today is that I give people the ability to have a show with me to have their own show or to be an expert presenter, but there is an opportunity cost for that. And the opportunity cost is that there are hard costs to run this platform. There is a hard cost right now for me to give you my time to do this show. Obviously, this particular episode was about Kim Adele and her experience as a TEDx speaker, but I decided to jump in because we have this airtime and I like to bring value. So anytime I'm with you, presenting is time that I'm taking away from other things that I'm doing, like writing books, working on our elevated listening community, and some of the fun shows that I am working on, the Spelling Bee Show, Who's Listening. I'm constantly putting on my creativity hat so that I can bring new and exciting opportunities for people to get engaged and get involved. So the takeaway from what I just shared, I would say is know your value, know your worth. I've seen so many coaches who are not charging anything for their time. They have a free call, which is great. It's great. It's actually makes sense. And I have that too. I have 15 minutes of free time that you can book on my calendar so that you can tell me what it is that you're interested in sharing, what it is I can possibly help you with. Maybe there's a fit. Maybe there's not a fit, but I give that 15 minutes. And that's what I would suggest to people. Offer your prospective client the opportunity to get to know you just a little bit and for you to get to know them to see if there is a good fit. After that, know your value. If you don't value your time, if you don't value yourself, no one else is going to. And let me just speak a little bit to that. I reached out to somebody to, they've been a guest on this platform several times. And I I have a rule now, you can be a guest for five times without paying. You can be a guest up to 10 times in a year, but you have to pay for six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Well, somebody reached out to me. I asked them if they wanted to come back and be a guest. And they said, well, you're going to charge me. And I said, Yes, I am going to charge you because you've been on here five times and the time slot that you want, because this person had reached out before and I was getting back to them, that's a time slot somebody else who's never been on this platform that they could have, but you want it, but you don't want to pay me for it. So he said, no, I, I really don't want to pay for it. I mean, I'm giving an interview. I'm bringing the value. And I said, okay, do you give your your expertise. Do you give that away for free? Do you get paid for what it is you do? And he said, well, of course I get paid for what I do. And I said, well, of course I should get paid for what I do. I've given you five interviews of 40 minutes a piece. So he said, you know what? I never thought of it that way. I just thought, well, 
you know, why should I have to pay for anything? So you're not going to be a good fit for everyone. And everyone's not going to understand your mission. That's okay. We are closing out the first year of USA Global TV and Radio. Our anniversary is coming up in January. It actually is January the 10th, but it's not a Sunday. So we're going to be having our special celebration on January the 15th. Will everybody from this year who's been with me, will they be returning? No. We have 39 team members. Two people are not returning. And that's okay. It's okay. They brought tremendous value and they have other things in their life that are more interesting, more important for them. And that's wonderful. So what I want you to take away from that is when you think about your customer base, okay, I just had a conversation with somebody the other day that a new business owner, who's your client base? Who's your target? Oh, everyone. Sorry, no, everyone is not your target client base. You need to do your research. You're not a fit for everyone. And that's okay. That's reality. Find out who is interested in your service, in your product. Find out what are your competitors doing? Where can you carve your niche? So is USA Global TV and radio for everyone? No, it's definitely not for everyone. I have people telling me all the time, well, I can have my own podcast. Beautiful. Do it. I'm not a podcast. This is a live streaming broadcast. As of January, we will be broadcasting live from our website, usaglobaltv.com, which will be usaglobaltvandradio.com. I was hesitant to do all the rebranding, but we're doing it. So when someone says to me, I'm a podcast. No, I'm not a podcast. Is a podcast one venue that you can listen to this show? Absolutely. We start out as a live streaming broadcast on TV and on radio, and we then become a podcast about a week later. I don't care about the podcast. I think it's great. Some people love podcasts. I've put my time and money into the live broadcast. That's what differentiates us because whatever I'm saying right now, it's out there forever. There's no editing whatsoever. So be careful about how people label you and your business. You need to know what the value is that you bring. You need to know what your competitive advantage is, and you need to be able to state it without getting emotional about it. So when someone says to me today, I react very differently than I did before. When someone says, you are a podcast and I can go on Facebook and I can live stream too. Please, beautiful, please go and do it. It's not the same thing. It is not the same thing whatsoever. And I've actually written something about this. So I'm not going to take up more time because we're running out of time. But we have created, and I say we, it's not just me. We, my team and I have created a global platform. We have people from all over the world who are sharing their stories. And we are only getting bigger. I'm working on two major projects with people people from outside the United States so that we can give people in the war zone a voice. We can give people in third world countries a voice, people who don't have shelter, people who don't have water. They still have a story to tell. They matter. They're human. And that's what we're all about. Education, entertainment, hope, and inspiration. So what I'd like you to take away from this today is the fact that you matter. 
Your achievements matter and you don't need to get the gold star from somebody else. I was all about that. And if you read my book uh, behind the green screen, I'm all about gold stars. Anytime I can get the trophy, the award, be called up on the stage, get the certificate, get the degree. I was all about that. And the reason was, and it took me a long time, was because of my own insecurity, my own insecurity of needing to be valued by someone else. And I can tie it directly to several things, which I'll just tell you quickly because it's not new information. I was raped when I was a senior in high school and I never dealt with it. I didn't go to the police. And then in 1991, I got ulcerative colitis, which is known as the dreaded bathroom disease. There's many times in my life I have to wear a diaper. There's times I'm broadcasting. I'm literally holding onto this chair, praying to God that the pain goes by while I'm still talking to you and you don't even know. So this has been going on through most of my life. And I had the shellfish allergy and all these things that were happening with my health and it affected my self-esteem. So when I got the gold star, when I got the certificate, when I got the trophy, I felt like I mattered. But the truth is I always mattered. You always mattered. So you don't need someone to tell you that you have value. And the final thing I want you to take away from this is it's not about how much money you have. We see A-level celebrities, A-list celebrities who are on Instagram. Some of these things, I'm not even going to say the woman's name. We all know of her growing up in the 80s. She was an icon. The things that she is putting on Instagram, it's just these people are supposedly role models and they have all this money and all these homes. They're just people and they get lost just like any of us. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It matters what you do with your time and how you bring value to the world. So I hope that you will look at your own authentic achievements and realize that you have gifts to give in this world. And if we can help you share your story, please do reach out. You can go over to our website, which is USA globaltv.com. Go to book your session and you'll see all of the shows that we have there, including our special first year anniversary celebration. You can book in for your 15 minutes of fame. You actually get spotlight for 15 minutes and you can share what it is you're doing, how this platform helps you, didn't help you, what it is you have to offer, any events you have, any books you have, any songs you're creating. So we'd love to hear from you. If you don't want to be part of that, fine. You don't have to be. Book in for one of our shows and share your story. Get out from being in your comfort zone and realize one of the greatest gifts that we each have an opportunity to give in this world is to help someone else. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your interest. And I would love to hear from you if you have any comments. We actually have a comment. Let's see. Ah, oh, Taya Page. Hey, how are you? Oh my gosh. I love this woman. I could share this fabulous birthday story of what we did in California. That's for another time. I hope that you will come onto our platform and share your story. I'd love to hear how you're doing. Thank you so much for your beautiful, wonderful comment. I love you. All right. Thank you again. We'll be back shortly with our next show, which is the power of etiquette and manners. And I want you to take something away from this. This just happened yesterday. Somebody thought 
Etiquette and manners is how you hold a teacup, opening a door for someone. Of course, that's part of it. How you set the table. It's so much more than that. It's emotional intelligence. It's integrity. It's leading with kindness. Last week on our show, we had a doctor, a physician in Pakistan talking about the fact that she and another doctor are creating a program for health care people like doctors, like nurses, like med students to learn how to treat patients with etiquette and manners. Imagine if you went to a doctor's appointment and every single person you encountered treated you with respect instead of like, okay, you're in this room now. Okay, you're in that room now. Okay, I'm going to take your blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like an assembly line. Excuse me. I just was at a doctor's appointment on Tuesday and I'm going for a colonoscopy on Monday. And I'm telling you, the doctor looked me in the eye, I think twice, patted the the uh, the thing that you're supposed to sit on the table like I'm a dog. Hey, come on, come on, sit down over here. And then pointed to the chair like I'm back in the chair. I'm like, what am I, a dog? So my point is etiquette and manners is so important in all industries. Join us for this show so that you can find out what it is that you don't know that could be life-changing for you and your business. Thank you again. Thank you, Taya, for engaging. I really appreciate it. Love to all of you. See you shortly. Bye.